and they're going to join me up here. Give it up for Jovi. Anybody see Jovi's testimonial on Friday? It's my man right there. It's my man. So we titled the theme of today is we, we interrupt this broadcast. And the reason that we were inspired by, you ready for this one? We're going to be real. Uh, any WandaVision fans in the house? Yes. I was inspired by that. It brought me back. And if you don't know what WandaVision is, it's a show on, um, on Heathen Plus, Disney Plus. It's a show on Disney Plus. And, uh, and it's a show based on a superhero who basically, after mourning and grieving uh, the death of her loved one, she creates this reality that no one else, her own reality that, that she's in control of. And, and so she, she wanted to be nostalgic. And she, when she grew up, she used to watch shows like I Dream of Jeannie. Anybody remember that? Bewitched. You know, those black and white shows. And so the first couple episodes, it's just on black and white. And she created this world because she needed an escape from her actual reality. And one of the parts that I love about the show is that randomly you would get these commercials that are just for the show. And in the commercials, there were like these little clues and hints that if you're a nerd like I am, you went to YouTube right after and try to figure out what these commercials meant. But it just reminded me for a second, and I don't know about you, but like we, we're kind of spoiled nowadays. We don't get a lot of commercials. Am I right or wrong? We actually pay a couple extra dollars more on Hulu just to not get commercials. Am I right or wrong? Can I get an amen? Right? Who pays that extra just for no commercials? And the only time I even know that we talk about commercials is during Super Bowl season. It's the only time we talk about commercials. But we're not used to getting interrupted with commercials. And so... If I'm honest with you, that, for me, kind of set the stage up of saying, like, man, if anything, 2020 and 2021 had a lot of commercials in it. Had a lot of interruptions, right? Left us with some cliffhangers, left us with some what's going to happen next. And here's the crazy part, the part that I love about WandaVision, and a lot of, a lot of people didn't like this, is because we're used to Netflix binging. And you had to wait an entire week. <gasps> You had to wait an entire week for the next episode. You didn't know you were left in ambiguity for seven days. Oh, my goodness. Some of us were stressed out, not knowing what we're going to do, waiting an entire week. But that's the way it used to be. Am I right or wrong? Right? We, if you wanted to watch that again, you had to wait for summertime for the reruns. Y'all don't even know about no reruns. That's what you had to do. And so I think what a beautiful picture that 2021 created for us is that there's a lot of interruptions. Church was interrupted, right? Church was interrupted. Some of you, I was just saying hello to some of you. I haven't seen you in a year. We interrupt this broadcast. For, for, for some of you, 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 you've seen me, but you haven't smelled me in a year. And I smell good, y'all. I do. And... What we have to learn is that even though we hate interruptions, I fully believe that interruptions can teach us something. My wife just came up here, and she's like, your lanyard's on. And she's interrupting me, and I just remembered, i got to take my lanyard off. Which reminded me of a great story that when, we, when I first started Fervent Church, uh, I was something called bivocational, which in the church world means you're broke. 
But what bivocational means is that you had to work a full-time job, a 40-plus hour job, uh, while you pastored the church. And so that's how we started Fervent Church. And so um, I, I would do a lot of side gigs and little side hustles. And at times I would go and I would travel and I would preach uh, specifically with leadership and that kind of stuff. And then when the church picked up, I kind of stopped that. But I remember I was traveling in San Francisco and I was talking to a room full of pastors just like this. I was talking to a room full of pastors and... Um, Prior to this, and, and, and this is kind of bougie, so, so forgive me. At the time, I was, I was, God was curing me of my arrogance. But I was one of those preachers that just hung out in the green room, you know, and, and, and I had my, my little juices and, and everything like that. And I hung out in the green room, and I didn't hang out with the, with the regular folks. God humbled me real quick. And I remember me and this other pastor were talking about how we hate when people interrupt us in meetings, there's a true actual story. Hate when people interrupt us in meetings. And we're talking, we're talking. There's an intern in the room. And normally it was her job to just kind of tell us, hey, if there's anything off or whatever. But as we're talking about interruptions, you could see her kind of like, like wanting to say something but not really like just, just kind of scared. And, and I kind of like, I'm like, this girl is out of her flipping mind. We're talking about interruptions. And she has the audacity to try to interrupt us right now in this conversation about interruptions. Grow up, intern. Right? So... Again, chilling in the green room, watching worship on the screen. All of a sudden, it's my turn to preach. I come up, and I'm up here, and all of a sudden, people are whispering and laughing. Now, back then, I was a little thinner. I'm working on it. And I used to always tuck in my shirts, right, the nice little tailored shirts. And here's what I didn't know, folks. I didn't know that my fly was down. And, that, and so since I tucked in my shirt... I'm not going to give you the complete visual, but let's just say my shirt was waving to everybody like it just won an American, American you know, pageant, you know. And, and I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, the intern finally got the guts to walk up and say, whisper in my ear, your fly's down. And then I had an embarrassing go back behind the wall real quick, zip her up, and come back. So life hack. Here's what I do now. You ready? I put a keychain link on my zipper, zipper up. Put it on the button, and it never comes down. Life hack. You're welcome. If you hear anything today, you're welcome. All right? But I wish she interrupted me. But in the moment, I'm like, I hate interruptions. And just like you, I know you hate interruptions, but there are times when we look back and I say, I wish someone would have told me. I wish someone would have brought to my attention the fact that I needed to be interrupted. And here's what the definition of interruption is. Definition of interruption is quite profound because it says this, it's to cause or make a break in the continuity of a condition, a course, or process. A condition, a course, or a process. I think interruptions are important because I believe that it, it interrupts and it affects our convenience. Can I challenge y'all real quick? I don't know if you're, you're, you're used to going to church anymore, uh, but but I need your help right now. Can I challenge all of us real quick and just know that, like, interruptions will interfere with our convenience, right? Will interfere with our comforts. I don't know about you, but I got comfortable this year. Even though it was crazy, we all got comfortable this year. And my prayer, my constant prayer is that we're turning the corner and we're, we're going to dare to move forward and experience whatever the new normal is for the course of history. I dare us, I dare us to step out of our comfort zone because here's what, folks, nothing good grows in your comfort zone. It's a beautiful place, but nothing grows there. 
Nothing grows there. So sometimes interruptions will, will ruin our convenience. You know, I'm, I'm on a tight eating regimen right now, and one of the things that they're really strict about is that they make sure that you enjoy a treat meal once a week. Can I tell you what I did with my first treat meal, right? And I'm eating like a bird all week. And then I get a treat meal. I, don't judge me. Don't judge me. I'm showing you my wounds here. I went to Red Robin. Red Robin had a big bacon burger. And the cool thing about Red Robin, they have bottomless fries. Glory to God. Come on. It ain't church without carbs. Hallelujah. Praise God. Right? Bottomless fries. And then, and then I convinced one of my boys to order the donuts. And then I convinced my wife to split a mud pie with me. And so I regretted my life later that evening. But in the moment, it felt good. But you're, you're supposed to have that one treat meal. Some people call it a cheat meal, but I know people in the comments are going to blow me up. because like, I don't like calling it a cheat meal. No, whatever it is, a treat meal. And it's important. Why? Because you need to interrupt your caloric intake. You need to interrupt your caloric budget because your body's smart enough to stop burning calories and sometimes you need to spike it up with a treat meal or a cheat meal in order for your metabolism to keep going. And I think at the same time, sometimes we need to interrupt our routines. Even if you're good with your devotional life, even if you're good with praying and, and worshiping and coming to church, sometimes you need an interruption just to shake things up because it affects our convenience. And once it affects our convenience, then it affects our comfort. And then when we step out of our comfort, that's our opportunity to grow. Can I get an amen this morning? That's our opportunity to grow. So it affects our convenience. And you know what? It affects our agendas sometimes. And, and, I, and I like using the term agenda because it's a plan with a purpose. And sometimes we've all had these elaborate plans to do specific things in our lives. But this interruption ruined our agenda. This interruption, you know, uh, ruined the, the, the plans that we have for 2020 and 2021, I, I like graphic t-shirts, and one of my favorite graphic t-shirts that I have is a t-shirt of Mike Tyson, and it says, everyone has a plan until they get punched. Come on, somebody. <laughs> everyone has a plan until they get punched. Why? Because interruptions will affect our agenda. It also affects our fragility. I think sometimes life's, life's interruptions need to hit us hard because it's just to remind us that we're not fragile people. Can I challenge you today? You're not fragile. You're not fragile. Why? Because God is for you and not against you. She got my back. God is for you and not against you. He's a lover of your soul. I know it might be hard. I know it might be difficult, but you're built for this. You're different. That's what the kids say nowadays. You're built different. And so you're not fragile. And sometimes the interruptions in our lives remind us that we're not fragile. It also reminds us that sometimes we have a false perception. I don't know about you, but there are times when my wife corrects me that I'm just staring aimlessly at something. And as we're staring, you, you, sometimes it, it takes a snap. Sometimes it takes something to jump out at us to, to break our stare. And there are times, folks, can I just challenge you, there are times where you're looking at your spouse and all you're doing is staring and you're not perceiving your spouse the way God wants you to perceive your spouse. And at times, life will interrupt you. At times, life will interrupt the way you look at your job. At times, life will interrupt the way you look at your kids, the way you look at Jesus even. It'll interrupt you. Why? Because it helps us stop staring and helps us see things in reality. Sometimes interruptions will come and they'll mess up our momentum. We're going in the wrong direction. And sometimes we need an interruption. We need someone to say, hey, come back this way. 
I'm, I'm happy and excited that they're actually playing baseball this year in local towns. And we have two nephews on each side of the family, two nephews that are playing baseball for the first time. And one of the funniest things is when they run third base after they hit the ball. One of the funniest things, and all of a sudden you hear everybody yelling and screaming and they're oblivious. But then they have to, someone has to interrupt them. Someone has to redirect them to go to first base. And I think that's what interruptions do in our lives. So then why does God allow those interruptions? Because I think it actually produces fruit. It actually does bless us when God produces those interruptions. Let me say it this way. There are times where um, we think that interruptions create problems. But can I be honest with you, one thing I've learned this past year is that interruptions don't create problems, they reveal them. Write that down. Interruptions don't create problems, they reveal them. You are who you are. And so as God is molding you and making you, sometimes it's our opportunity to actually see the problem, to break the stare, to, to, to change our perception, and for us to see that, yo, this problem didn't come out of nowhere, folks. This problem was always here. But the interruption allowed us to see it for the very first time. It allowed us to see it for the very first time. And, and write this down. I think this is important. Interruptions are the prerequisites of miracles. Interruptions are the prerequisites of miracles. If you actually study the ministry of Jesus, the beautiful thing is that, like, Jesus was always on his way to somewhere, and then he performed a miracle on the way. In fact, this is one part of the story. There's a woman with an issue of blood that he was on the way to heal somebody else. And so an interruption gave way to another interruption. And either time, it was a miracle. In fact, by definition, aren't miracles interruptions, right? It's when you change the natural course of something, we declare that a miracle. So here's a big revelation, folks. As much as we hate interruptions, maybe we need to embrace interruptions because once we embrace interruptions, maybe we'll have more miracles. Somebody in this room needs a miracle. You need a miracle of energy. You need a miracle of Red Bull, caffeine, something, right? But that's what interruptions are. And so I want to read to you the story of, of Jesus' resurrection. And I want you to see through the lens of interruptions. We're going to go to Matthew 28, verses 1 to 20. And I'm going to do the preacher thing, and I might read Scripture, and the Holy Spirit might say something in the moment, and I'm going to stop, but you're going to be cool people, and you're going to go with it, right? All right. But Matthew 28 says this, that after the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, Mary Mary, went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven going to the tomb, rolled back the stone, and sat on it. Everybody say flexing. What a flex. Can you imagine just like dropping the stone and just sitting on it? That angel was flexing. And he says that his appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they, that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid, for I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. He is risen. Old school people know what to do here. He is risen. Woo! You, you, you emphasis on the old on that one. He is risen. He is risen indeed. And he said that he is risen from the dead. And uh, it says, come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he is risen and the dead is going ahead of you into, into Galilee. There you will see him. 
Now I have told you. So the woman hurried away from the tomb. And I love this part. It says that the women left afraid yet filled with joy. Can I just stop right there real quick? Afraid and filled with joy. I think from 2021 moving forward, that should be the characteristics and the description of every Christian that comes in contact with Jesus. That we're not limited by our fear. We're afraid, but we're also overjoyed. I don't know what's coming next. I don't know how the future's going to look. I'm a little afraid. I peed a little bit. I'm all right. I'm a little afraid, but I'm also overjoyed. That should be every single person in this room as we continue to grow in Jesus. That Yeah, you're going to be afraid. It's scary. It's hard. It's difficult. That's life. But I'm also full of joy. It says, afraid you're filled with joy and ran to tell the disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greeting, he said, they came to him and they clapped his feet and they worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. So while the women were on the way, some of the guards went into the city. And so there's a scene here where the guards were basically, um, you know, convinced to lie about what happened. And they were paid off to lie about what happened. And so we're going to let them go. But then going back to where the disciples were, dropping down to verse 16, it says, this, Then the 11 disciples went to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. When they saw him, they worshiped him, and some doubted. Remember that. And some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And this is where we get something that we call in church the Great Commission. This is to all of us. Every single person watching this stream Every single person in Seoul, every single person right here, right now, this is for all of us. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. We're going to do a baptism today. Shout out to the front row here, ready to get baptized today. <laughs> baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. His presence will always accompany his mission. His presence will always accompany his mission. So here's what I want to talk about today as we close today. What can we learn from, from life's interruptions? What can we learn from, from Matthew 28 right here? Here's the three things real quick. The first thing is that when life interrupts your rest, we can learn a lesson. When life interrupts your rest, we can learn a lesson. If you, if you were reading with me, it says this. The whole story began with after the Sabbath. So let's rewind the tape real quick. Remember, Jesus died on Friday. And normally what the tradition was is that they rested on Saturday. That was their Sabbath. That was their day of rest. That was the day when they didn't lift a finger. So imagine their day of rest was also a day of mourning. It was also a day of anxiety. Stress, come on, does that not sound like 2020? You're sitting at home in your PJs, right? At least PJ bottoms, suit and tie up, PJ bottoms, right? You're at rest, but you're also anxious about something, stressed out about something. Come on, most of us, let's be honest, life interrupted us this year. 
It did. It interrupted us this year. And let me just, again, let's extend our wounds today. For some of us in this room, life interrupted us with a divorce. Life interrupted us with some calamity with our children. The rise of depression and the rise of unemployment and financial difficulties. Like, come on, we got interrupted. It interrupted our rest. For a second there, we got really, really comfortable. And the Bible says that after the Sabbath, they went to go see this tomb. And what was their expectation? Their expectation was to see a dead body there. That was the condition that they were in. So remember, interruptions breaks the continuity of your condition. And so here, when life breaks us out of rest, it it gets us, it wakes us up. It wakes us up. It wakes us up so that we could be alert and aware to know what God wants to do next. Many of us, can I challenge us, some of our rest needs to be broken. Why? Because we don't want, we're not waiting for what God wants to do next. We're, we, we just want to do whatever God did yesterday. And God is doing a new thing. God is doing a new thing. So sometimes he has to break our rest. So when life interrupts your rest, we chase after the new. Number two, when life interrupts what you're looking for, again, these women came to the tomb and they were looking for a dead body. They were prepared to serve a dead body. They were prepared to see and mourn a dead body. And then it wasn't just that. It was also an earthquake. And then remember, there was that angel that was flexing on the stone, right? Like it was all this stuff that, that kind of interrupted their way and it interrupted their course, what they were planning on doing. Man, Barry could testify to this over in Sewell. I have never in the now 20 years of ministry, I have never been more prepared for a year than I was in 2020. Never. Like, yo, we had the entire calendar down. My staff could testify to this. Like, from January to December 31st, my birthday, by the way, hey. (laughs) We had it all planned. The budget, the budget was uh, the most beautiful budget, church budget, you have ever seen. We had it down in 2020, y'all. We had it ready in 2020. And we just crumbled it and threw it away. Because it didn't matter. It changed our course. And what it left, it left us with this, okay, either we could complain about it, which we did, real talk. We complained about it. We threw stuff. We ripped stuff. Come on, who's with me? Some of you look like you ripped and throw stuff. Katie does, at least. Right? We, 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 we threw it away. But, but the beauty of it is what, what, what can we learn? What can we learn is this, that if we can remain flexible, that even though God will take us on a detour, he's still taking us to the destination. We think detours will rob us of the destination. Write that down. That's what we think. We think detours will rob you of the destination. In fact, no, it'll still get you there, but it's going to be a really, really interesting journey. Can I get an amen? A really interesting journey. So when life interrupts what you're looking for, some of us, maybe you're looking for a spouse You're looking for nub in all the wrong places. My 80s people kind of knew that reference. Right? You're you're, you're looking for something, and sometimes God will interrupt. Go with the interruption. Go with the interruption. Don't complain about it. Change up, and just don't search for the thing. Search for him. And if we search for him, we're going to get to the destination. I'm preaching better than you're listening today. Number three, when life interrupts your thoughts, 
of the future. Remember, I told you to remember this. I told you to remember uh, when it says that they worshipped him, but some doubted. They worshipped him, and some doubted. If I'm honest, I kind of messed up in the past. I messed up preaching this wrong. I was like, oh, I can't believe some of them. Some of them, and I used to like try to condemn our church into worship. <laughs> you know, some of you are just doubting. You need to worship, and almost preaching as though like worship and doubt can't coexist. And through life's interruptions, it kind of taught me, you're an idiot. Worship and doubt highly coexist. As my worship team's not in their heads, it highly coexists. These people weren't wrong. They had Jesus in the room. Jesus was in the room. And they still doubted. We have miracles in our lives. And we still doubt. We have breakthrough. We see God moving in other people's lives, and we still doubt. And can I just tell you something? That is okay. That is okay. You want to know why? Just keep on worshiping. Because Jesus hasn't left the room yet. So you could doubt. That's completely fine. You could doubt. And the reason that they doubted is because they were perplexed. Because you got to understand that throughout the whole entire ministry of Jesus, you know what he was preaching? He was preaching on something called the kingdom of God. And you got to understand, like, at the time, like, imagine, like, if we, if we kind of put it in modern-day context, it was like, it was like this, this guy coming out of nowhere and just saying, yo, we're going to lead the biggest organization this world has ever seen. We're, we're going to be the, the most viral thing on every social media platform. We're... We're going to be fruitful. We're going to be successful. We're going to leave a huge impact. And all of us, we would have this picture in our head of, like, really cool imagery and, and flashy marketing and, like, you know, driving around. All, all the disciples would have been driving around in the nice fancy Teslas. Come on. They would, have been, they would have been all set up. That's the picture. When you're talking about the kingdom, they had a bigger picture in mind. They had a different future in mind. Are you there today? Are you there? Have you been there this past year where you had a, just a different picture of the future? A different picture of the future? I remember, yeah, some of y'all, maybe you're not honest enough, but like I remember last Easter, I was depressed. And I tried to play it off and be optimistic. It's the first digital Easter. Isn't this cool, folks? No, this sucks. <laughs> some people are with me. I tried. I tried to be optimistic. Yo, digital Easter, isn't that cool? No, it's not. It's not. I miss people. I miss the thing, you know. But life came and interrupted us because we had a different picture. I, I had a plan. with My wife, we, we, we were supposed to go to Jamaica last year. That's what we were supposed to do. I, that's making me cry a little bit. I was supposed to go to Jamaica. The weight that I lost, I was supposed to gain it all back in Jamaica. That was the plan. That was my hope for the future, and life interrupted it. So these guys came, and they had this picture of this kingdom, and Jesus said, no, 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 not that kingdom. I'm talking about a better kingdom, an inverted kingdom, and he told them. He, he tried to give them hints. He's like, no, 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 the first shall be last, and the last shall be first. You gotta, he was pointing at kids, and he goes, you got to serve the least of these. And I'm wondering now, it's like the, what, what God has interrupted America, and especially American churches, is because, yeah, the lights and the stage, that's pretty cool. But we're about the kingdom. 
And what is the kingdom? We're going to serve the least of these. The people in the margins. The people that have been overlooked. The people that have been neglected. That's the kingdom I'm bringing. Not, not a big castle, but a big impact. That's what I want to do. And he interrupted their future with a different version of the kingdom that they've never experienced before. Let us walk away this Easter Sunday, 2021, allowing God to interrupt us so that he could show us a different picture of the kingdom. Let him interrupt you. Let him interrupt Interrupt your, your almost broken marriage with his reconciliation. Come on. Let him interrupt cancer with his healing. Let, let him interrupt your brokenness with wholeness. Let him interrupt your anxiety with his peace. Let's let God, let's give him complete authority in our lives to interrupt us whenever he feels like it. Because if there's anything to celebrate on Easter, is that Jesus interrupted death. He interrupted death so that we could have life. My prayer today is that we start thanking God for interruptions.